Sar, welcome to the Bit by Bit podcast. Um, I've known you for years now. We went to college together. We've worked on a few projects together. Mm -hmm. And this is great to have you on. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I've been feeling a little feisty lately. My Mm. mom was just telling me that I should be less feisty, but it's just what I've been feeling. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm not feeling feisty, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, combat this weather. You know, mm-hmm. you know how Illinois weather is. It's like up, it's mm-hmm. down, it's up, it's down. But trying to feel motivated. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm creative. Yeah. We're both yeah. creative. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so as if you give the people an introduction of who you are, um, name and introduction. Sure, sure. So hello, humans of the world. My name is Sar. um, And I'm originally from Mexico City, but I came to Chicago uh, to study acting and theater. So I am primarily an actor. But um, in the last two years, I've been working with a um, like a self not not started by me, but a self started production company called Boy Films, and I've been doing a lot of makeup and styling and uh, creative directing work as well. And I'm also a dancer, I guess. So multifaceted artist, as we like to say. That's amazing. Um, so I want to jump into your love for acting and (laughs) what made you want to get into acting and that line of work? That's a great question. Um, I've always wanted to be an actor ever since I was a little kid. Um, I remember I would watch, uh, you know, those like we sing movies or even like the Barney show, Mm. all of those things. (laughs) I would see kid actors and I'd be like, I want to be that or like I could do Mm -hmm. that so ever since I was a kid watching movies I would always picture myself in the movies um so yeah it's just been something that I've liked as a kid and I love performing I like making people laugh uh I think that (laughs) if you're an actor who doesn't like attention that's gonna be pretty rough for you (laughs) I know that they do exist but I mean you know we thrive off of people looking at us I'm Mm -hmm. sure so I'm sure there's some of that in there and yeah, it just feels like the thing that makes your blood feel fiery. Mm -hmm. Uh, My next question was, did you have a favorite actor growing up? No, no, I hate that question because. Oh no. (laughs) No, 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 not not because I, I just don't like favorite questions. I don't know if this is just. Mm because of my personality but I am really bad at picking favorite things because I feel like they always change um I definitely have actors and performers that I watch and I'm like oh they're doing an amazing job Mm -hmm. um and there are so many of them that I always forget when people ask me this question but but I've never I never had someone that was my favorite that I was like oh I want to be like them I've always just like admired people in general for what they can do um so yeah, that's mm. kind of how I feel about that. Do you have a favorite actor? Oh man, no one's ever like just switched. Sorry, <laughs> switched the podcast on me. Um, <laughs> hey now, 
I ask the questions here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do I have a favorite actor? Uh, right, it's hard. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Christian Bale, maybe. Yeah, or... yeah, he's a good one. I feel like I feel like there's like certain people that you're like, yeah, you know, like Meryl Streep, Christian Bale, you name, or like um, Daniel Day Lewis is also Daniel Day Lewis, solid a solid choice. Viola Davis, um, I think, is yeah, like Viola my favorite. Davis, amazing, John yeah. David Washington. John he David does good Washington. Work. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I, what was I watching the other day that I was like, oh, that actor's doing such a good job? I think I was watching the new season of You mm. and um, Penn Badgley. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he is he he's so entertaining. And I was thinking about like how they film you mm-hmm. because it's all voiceover. And okay. he just has to facially respond in the moment. And he just is doing such a good job with that. I think that that's... He's doing a really good job. I don't I don't know if he's one of my favorite actors, like, you know, ever, but I think mm-hmm. that he's very good at what he does in that show. How is that? Um, this isn't in my notes, but you bring up a great yeah. point. So how is it from an actor's perspective of when watching the TV show? Like, can you turn your brain off of <laughs> critiquing an actor or like, do you see yourself of like, mm, you can do this a little bit better? Mm. Or do you just watch the show as is and get lost in the show? Mm, good question. I guess it depends on the show. I feel like some shows I'll watch and I'll be like, ooh, I don't like that choice that this actor is making. And I try mm. to figure out why I think that is. Because sometimes, at least from what I've learned recently, sometimes some choices aren't the actor's I don't know if this is the right word, but their fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some they're directed to to say things a certain way. Or like, um, have you ever seen Showgirls? N- not all the way. But do you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. how I'm... over the top the acting is in that? Yeah. And yes. the actresses got so much shit at the time. Can I curse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. The actresses got so much shit at the time for their acting, but um, the director has been interviewed since and he said like oh no I told them to do that like Mm. that was that was purposeful but they got so much it was like oh the worst acting in the world and Mm -hmm. um and that's not the case so I feel like I try to like think about oh I wonder if this is like an actor choice or a director choice or editing is really important like editing could make a really good actor because if you don't know how to do pauses or um yeah, it just really helps with pacing. So there's a lot of, especially with film and TV, there's so much going on behind the scenes that contributes to a performance. Of course, the raw performance needs to be there, but you never know what certain things are happening. But I guess I try I try not to um, be too critical when I watch shows or just because I want to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I don't like being judgmental of other people's performances I mean it's a really vulnerable thing to do um but sometimes sometimes <laughs> I will watch something and I will be like oh I hate that and and I just I just let myself have that opinion even if it's not the nicest you just you just can't help it <laughs> yeah I can think of an example uh like uh, when Malcolm and Marie came out and I, I think that that both of the performers in the film are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just I just really disliked that movie. Uh, mm. Visually stunning, very well produced. I just didn't like all the yelling 
and like just monologues going on forever. Mm -hmm. But I've seen plays like that that I really enjoy. But for some reason, I just it it re I was really like it was painful for me to watch, and I just didn't like. I don't know if it was that I didn't like the performances or maybe I didn't like the script, but something about it just really, uh, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. It was like a long, it could have been a short film because it was like it a long film. Yeah. Like it was like two hours long and which usually I have nothing against two hour long films, but in mm -hmm. that film, it could have been a short film. Mm -hmm. Like you could have just made it a short film. I don't know why they, it was a two hour film. I know. And then I, there was just so much, I don't even remember what the hell they were fighting about. I think he won an but, Oscar or he won, no, he won a short film comp competition. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, and then he got, he got all upset uh, or like the whole prep, like if you read the behind the scenes of the whole premise of the story of why Sam Levinson wrote this in the first place, it was because uh, he got critiqued on one of his films mm. by a reviewer so then he gave like all of those thoughts that um uh that john that's john david washington his character was mm -hmm. doing that's funny we were just talking about him. um his monologues were all like sam levinson inserts of mm. how he feels about the critique or like the critic industry or whatever and i was just like hmm something about that i don't like <laughs> Now it makes me want to revisit that film, but I, I, I can't sit through it again. I've only watched it once, and I'm like, eh, maybe just yeah. YouTube the one monologue. That <laughs> yes, it's that, that where he's like shitting on that one critic, and you're just like, ooh, they're talking about an actual person. Like, not much changed from the from the circumstances. So, um, I know you hate favorites, but I do yeah. have. It was in my notes. Go what, ahead. What's your favorite movie? Okay, okay. So I have, I do, because I, I got myself a letterboxed um, account. Oh, okay. So I did, I have had to think about this. And I picked a few. And I, let me see if I can remember them. Um, Definitely one, it's just a movie that I can watch a bajillion times, no matter mm. what the day is. It's uh, Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version. Okay, Some okay. purists will want to murder me, but that's just my, it's my opinion. I just think it's such a pretty film. I love the performances um i love the score the score mm -hmm. is so uh it makes me happy um so that's one that i can watch a bajillion times clueless is a movie i can also watch millions and millions of times and i feel like i have more like dramatic ones but i can't remember them hmm. i don't know I think I would put Showgirls on there because I really, really liked it. It's a really weird movie, but I really liked it. And I didn't expect to like it. I thought I, was, I wasn't going to like it at all, but I really liked it. So now I have to actually go and watch Showgirls and like Look, really it's see this film. It's very weird. There, are, there's, there is a, a trigger warning a, in a, a sexual assault scene that is very upsetting and happens to the only woman of color mm. that is represented in the script uh so that's very fucked up and i that that the movie is not a perfect movie but the just like the aesthetic of it and like the campness of it is so good i don't know showgirls showgirls mm -hmm. i'm trying to what's what's my other there's 
I'm forgetting one that's important, but I, if it comes to me, I'll let you know. We'll have to link your letterbox so people can follow you on letterbox. Oh, but I only, I've only made like two reviews. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Never so I mind. I wouldn't plug that, but Never I did mind. make a website recently. So Okay. We'll link the website. <laughs> um, so I want to jump into being an actor. What is it like, um, you know, starting out and the like, not getting paid on smaller projects Mm -hmm. and things of that nature because usually with this podcast you know we have the film reviews but when it comes to interviews Mm -hmm. um there's been a lot of things where people learn a lot with the interviews Mm -hmm. and you never know what someone trying to get into acting not getting paid is a big thing yeah and can you speak on that definitely (laughs) i can't speak on that um I think it's it's definitely a very individual process. I know that a lot of professionals think that there's a very specific way that you have to go about things. So they usually recommend, um, it's kind of like that catch-22 where you need experience to get hired. Mm-hmm. But uh, in order to get hired, you need experience. Like, you know, it's like that back and forth of like, you need experience or we won't hire you, but no one will hire you because you don't have experience mm-hmm. kind of thing. So sometimes doing, you know, student films or unpaid work or just like a work that you find creative with people that you know is the best way to go about building your um, portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is a time and a place and I think it's a very personal thing. You know, if they're comes a time where you say like okay like for I, this happened for me a couple of years ago which I talked to you about like I just really don't want to continue to do work for no pay mm-hmm. and sometimes that's hard on especially on like small sets because you know the actors have been getting better about ac- advocating for getting paid but sometimes the people that are working you know behind the scenes like the the director even is funding the whole thing themselves or uh yeah or like the as working as a stylist like sometimes I'm just you know doing all that work for no pay as well so I think it's it's uh there's just I think a problem within the industry itself where only um like the the big projects are getting funded and a lot of like the smaller stuff that could grow into something big is is really hard to fund but it does help you build up your portfolio as an actor Mm. so I do I do feel like if you want to start out acting you could also do extra work I know a lot of people that got their starts out like doing extra work I mean that is definitely paid you get to kind of be on set and see how things are um that's always I have I've never done it but I've heard that it's like a good experience for a lot of the people that have um yeah that's what I would say to start off or just take an acting class um not don't go to acting college (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I I I had a really good experience with my college um and I don't regret it but I I do feel like you can probably get really good training just just going to an acting class there are so many acting studios in Chicago that um that have really good teachers Mm -hmm. yeah um i want to jump into auditioning so <laughs> i'm trying not to laugh but your no, no. your reactions to it are just we can laugh I, I it's a funny it's a funny um career 
I think what's making this like hard is that I know you and I've right. known you for so long and we've worked together right. on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the auditioning process, um, do you like auditioning in person or do you like auditioning mm-hmm. virtually? And what's it like? Because, you know, I've only known you from the mm-hmm. aspect of directing and, you know, right. talking to you from the directing aspect. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've ever like actually auditioned for me it was just always like hey do you want to work on this and then that was it (laughs) I don't remember I I don't remember how I ended up on I think it was just a directing project yeah and I don't remember if I auditioned or not for you so no I think I just approached you and was like hey can you work on this and you're like okay sure sure, that's pretty much it I am a, a yes man person yes person I like to say yes to things a lot but um yeah, so the audition process, I guess it depends what you're auditioning for. Right now, almost all auditions are virtual. Mm. Um, sometimes callbacks are in person. But uh, ever since the pandemic, the industry kind of shifted on to being virtual. So every audition that I've had for like the last three years has been a self-tape audition. Oh, wow. Which is a whole other ballgame. Um, because you you know, it's no longer like getting prepped and then going in person, which is is its own thing. Like it's really, it can be really nerve wracking to do that. And then you only get one shot and then you do it in the room. And if you fuck up, you fuck up and that's it. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm better in person. (laughs) So I, I do think that that's a little bit hard because you when you're self-taping you really have to like convey all of the things in just a self-tape and you don't get the vibe as much because it's so isolating and I was just talking to my friend about this because they uh, recently had an audition and they haven't been auditioning like for via self-tapes so we were talking about how much of a struggle bus it is because you need to make sure you have your backdrop and you're shooting at a time where the lighting is really nice or you have a uh, a lighting source that makes you look really good you have to do your makeup for it and you have to figure out what outfit you're wearing and then you have to figure out your audio and then you have to edit all of your takes and you have to shoot your takes yourself and then you have to find a reader to read with you what and, oh yeah yeah and sometimes when I can't find a reader I have to record myself doing both parts put a headphone in, respond to myself, and then after the fact, record my own responses back back onto the video. <laughs> Sorry, oh my I choked up my own saliva. Um, yeah, is, it's a lot. This is insane. Wait, so not <laughs> not to cut you off, sorry. So you have no. to, if there's not another person there to read your lines, you have to read your lines and then as the other person, then read the lines back to yourself like so you're basically acting out the scene back to, to yourself to yourself yeah and you have to edit edit this to like wait what yeah this, this is am, ridiculous my own director and scene partner and audio editor and editor <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean that's not maybe some people would argue that that's probably making it too hard for yourself and you can just call a friend and zoom i've, I've also just had like I've called friends and put them on FaceTime and had them read through there. Um, so there are other options not mm-hmm. to <laughs> tell people to to do this. Just sometimes when I can't find someone and it's really last minute mm-hmm. and it's a short scene, I'll just do that. Um, okay. 
but it does take a shit ton longer and it's really stressful because you have to like, I have to like hide the headphone where I'm hearing myself, you know, that yeah. response. So. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that no. What is the success rate most of the times with this? Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. I may ask, like yeah. how many times will people call back of getting back mm-hmm. to you and you land the role for these, you know, these spots? <sighs> Sore spot. So I've actually um, haven't had a good success rate recently. Um, it's been very, I've had, I've had a decent amount of auditions, but um, I haven't been able to get any, that many callbacks, if any at all. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a, it's a frustrating thing um, because it is so isolating and people tell you like when you get into the industry that it's going to be like 95% rejections. So you mm. kind of get used to that. Like a lot of, you're going to get rejected for most of the things that you audition for. And it's really a numbers game. Like the more you audition and the more chances people get to see you, the more they'll kind of find and figure out where you fit that then they'll hire you. So you just have to kind of be consistent and not getting called in for callbacks doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job. It just means that for some reason, you're not right for this part or it's against your type or they decided to go with uh, someone who's a man instead of a woman or they want to go with someone who's a different race than you or they want to go with someone who speaks a different language than you so it could be so many things that aren't personal um but it it's hard not to take it personally especially because the process is you just send in your audition and you just wait to hear something (laughs) and if you don't hear something by a week you're just like cool I didn't get it so you kind of just have to mentalize yourself to just let it go every time you audition and And also just hope that prepare yourself enough to um, prepare yourself enough to get the opportunity. And so I'm saying this really, 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 but basically what I'm trying to say is be prepared because the opportunity is going to come. So you just want to make sure you, you can do everything that you, you have to do everything that you can in order to, when that opportunity comes, when you're the part that is perfect for you lands into in your inbox or wherever that you are putting out your best work because it's going to come. It's just a numbers game, but it is frustrating to like, I don't know. I don't take it personally. Like I always say like, ah, I'm probably too short or like my voice is too squeaky or I have brown hair. Like I always try to tell myself it's one of those things Um, because And this is where like classes come in or, you know, doing, you you know, free work for people that, you know, comes in. It's like, okay, I know that I do a good job. I know that I'm, um, people tell me that they like to work with me. People tell me that they enjoy my performances Um, in class. I do very well. So I know it's not that I'm doing a bad job with the material. This is just not the right part for me. And it sucks to have to think that over and over and over and over and over again but it is what it is. That was a very long-winded response. No, that was, no, don't, please don't apologize. It was the perfect response to something that someone out there will definitely need to hear. Yeah, hopefully. Um, 
You're not alone if you're not getting callbacks. I'm here with you. (laughs) Which is one of those things, um, and it's not in my notes, um, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting that you say that. Before you and I had shot our web series, back when we were in college, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to say it. I used to say this all the time, that that like short film we had did for directing something mm-hmm. and I had hated it. I mean, I really hated it, but the <laughs> only aspect of it, and I sincerely mean this right hand to, you know, to God, if you're religious, but you were like one of the best parts because I was so inexperienced as a director and everyone asked me like, what's the best part? And I'm like, sorry, is the best part because I had never worked with a professional actor yet. Mm-hmm. Like you came to set on time. You were like, oh, this is the lunch schedule. This is how acting is done, this and that. So then when I asked you about our web series, I'm like, hey, can we do this? You were like, yeah, sure. Can we do this? Be prepared for this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. I knew I'm working with a professional. So hearing you say like, oh, my time is going to come. I'm just listening. And I'm like, yes, it's going to happen. Like it will definitely happen on a larger scale. For sure, because it definitely will, because you're like one of the most professional, dedicated actors I've ever worked with, like legit. (laughs) I I really do. That is something that I make a point of doing, Um, because I think that you could be the best performer in the world, but if you're not a nepotism baby, no one's going to fucking hire you if you are shitty on set Mm. or it's going to be a lot harder. I think that um, that coming on set and being prepared and doing what you have to do and being nice to people and just, you know, being focused and having all of your shit together, mm. it, that, that'll really, really come a long way. Because I think that my where I found most of my success, uh, you know, the projects that I've worked on is from people who know me recommending me for things. Or people who worked with me once wanting to work with me again. Because, it, and that's that's a really good thing. That's really good feedback that you have. So I'm just like, hmm, just you wait. Someone, some, one of these casting directors, <laughs> I'm going to get this gig. And then they're going to love working with me. And then they're going to keep calling me and everything's going to be fine. But it's just like that, the, that barrier to entry is so large. It's so, um, and I, I also, not to rant about this, because I feel like this no, is just... Man. Something that I think, I just feel like, okay, so in order to get cast in like the bigger shows and pilots and all of that, mm-hmm. you have to have done uh, like in Chicago specifically, like the Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, like the procedurals, mm-hmm. you have to have a side character in the procedurals. And I just think that I don't fit that type. Uh, not to say this sounds really shallow like I like I'm I think I'm too interesting to play a side character and maybe it's just part something that in the technique that I just have to be smaller and more you know more side charactery and that could definitely be the case um but I heard about this in one of my classes my teacher was like I just don't buy that you just work here I just you're too interesting I want to learn more about you mm. but this part isn't that and I was like Oh, that sucks <laughs> because those are the parts that you have to get cast in in order to do the bigger stuff because if you haven't worked on a professional set they won't want to they, they won't give you the bigger roles um I don't know maybe that's not it like maybe that's not my maybe that's not why I'm not getting cast and maybe it's something like maybe I am fucking up but um but so I do they- feel like 
Oh, sorry, sorry. So they no, go ahead. They said they didn't believe that you worked on. It was the like set. a re- a receptionist. Like it was just like we were reading sides for class, and mm. it was like a we did we did a a few like side characters. We did a receptionist. We did a nurse. We did like all of these things, and every single time she's like she would give me the note she would tell me do less and and I would and she was like you're applying the note I just for some reason I look at you and I wouldn't cast you as this because you're too interesting I want to know more I was like okay maybe that's just her like what else do I have to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I I do feel like some people have like certain vibes and casting is just that it's just vibes it's grabbing the vibe of the person and matching them with the vibe of the character. And I just, maybe, sometimes I think, like, maybe it's just my type or the type that I am. Mm-hmm. I haven't found, like, what that niche is. Maybe. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you about, are you signed to an agency? I am. So yes. um, what is it like being <clears throat> signed to an agency and the benefit of it? Ooh, it's a super, I think it's a super strange relationship because it's like, you feel like you work for them, but technically they work for you. Mm. Uh, But it just, it's just a really, it's a really strange relationship. Um, But it does, it is very helpful, especially um, depending on what market you're in, you won't receive certain auditions if you don't have an agent. So these procedural auditions that I'm talking about, you won't receive those auditions if you don't have an agent. Like you just won't get called for them. Um, and, or commercial gigs, like you will maybe get like smaller commercials that are like not, you know, not as professional or maybe they're not under um, like the the unions. Um, there just, just can be a lot of stuff that you can get if you have an agent, you just have more access, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about that barrier to entry. There's a lot of barriers to entry. One of them is the agents because mm-hmm. they get they get the auditions straight from the casting directors that are casting these big projects. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, that's one, one of the like really good aspects. Uh, they still tell you, you know, like when my agent signed me, they, they told me like, you have to do your own work on this. Like, we're not going to be the, the the foolproof solution. We're going to work for you and we're going to put you out for as many things as possible. And, but you have to make sure that you have your materials. You have to make sure your headshots are updated. You have to make sure that you are also trying to find work on your own side and advocating for yourself and working. So it's like a good, it's, it's, a, it's strange. Um, so what was it like before signing to an agency? Like, is there... Mm. Is there a big difference? Um... Mm. Well, I'm one of the lucky ones um, here. So I got I got signed um, from my senior showcase from college. Oh, cool. So yeah, I've had I've had an agent for a while, and um, yeah, so I didn't I didn't get to experience life outside of college without it. And in college, I was such I was so scared to audition for things um, that I really I really wish I would have put myself out there more, but. Um, uh, I do have friends that don't have agents and they just kind of have to, you know, find auditions themselves. Um, it's harder for film and TV, um, 
to to find like you, it would be you doing a lot more of like the backstage and um doing more short films and things like that um but there's a lot of theater in Chicago so most of my friends that don't have agents they're they do a lot of theater they audition for theater and um once you do work and you you can invite agents to to view your performance and then you can get signed and mm. kind of go from there yeah oh that's cool mm-hmm. So I want to jump into, um, this is like one of my last questions, but it's a pretty big one. Working with Ricardo Mm -hmm. and how's that been? Like working with him and, you know, the hands-on experience, your roles on set and, you know, how you two meet and come about working Mm -hmm. together. And then, you know, your short film, I Made the Ruins. Oh, yeah. Like all of that. I know that was like one, five, (laughs) the six. That was like five to six questions all in one <laughs> big umbrella. <laughs> but how did all that come about? So uh, I met uh, Ricardo in 2020, I think, or maybe 2019. I think it was, it might have been 2019. I'm really bad at dates. Anywho, I, I'd seen his work before because mm. I, like some people that I knew from Columbia, um, had done shorts with him. So I've always, I, I knew kind of who he was and I was like, oh, I love his visuals. Like, but I'd never, n- never met him before. And a really good friend of mine from college as well, um, was choreographing a piece for him. Um, they were like collaborating on a shoot and, uh, I guess maybe they they had like reworked the story somehow. So um, I got you know called into um, to be one of the one of the friends and side friends and dancers in that specific one. And this was unpaid work, um, but I I enjoyed like the friend that called me into the project. Um, her name is Hannah. She is um, super lovely, and every time that she contacts me for anything, I always have the most fun working with her. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all in and we ended up using most of my wardrobe. That was the shirt that we did was called Batty. We ended up using mm. most of my wardrobe. I helped out with makeup because I was just getting into that at the time. And um, yeah, I guess we just enjoyed working with each other. So he called me back to do another dance short um, a little bit after that. And then um, we he wanted to do a short film that he wanted my collaboration with. So I actually ended up taking on a bit more of a producer role. We applied for a grant. Um, so that was, that it, that one is called Even Saints Bleed. If y'all want to watch it, it's on YouTube for free. Yay. Um, it's a great but, film. It's... Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a short horror, a longer short, but still a short horror film. Um but yeah, so we we kind of worked on that and through making that, um, he realized he wanted to do um he he wanted to create his own production company. Like we've talked a lot about the industry and you know, the barriers to entry exist for everyone, even mm-hmm. directors um and cinematographers. So uh yeah, he he created his uh company, it's called Boy Films. Um and so myself, Ricardo and Daisy are like the three core, quote unquote, core members. And we've just been creating stuff ever since. I think that, um, how long has it been? It's been, it's been probably a bit over a year since like we like became quote unquote, official-ish. 
more official. Um, we're, we still are like launching a bunch of stuff, but uh, yeah, I just started working on stuff behind the scenes. And then he was like, oh, is there anything that you want to shoot? Like, is there anything that you would like to do? I would, I want to do another dance film. And um, I kind of, at the time for I Made the Ruins, which was the one that you asked me about, um, was having a very uh, fraught relationship with my body. Like I had gained weight from the pandemic and I was like, my parents were on my ass about it. And it was just not a fun time. So I made like a dance piece in, um, in response to that. And like, you know, kind of, uh, we found this really cool location and I did like, uh, we like based it off of specific songs and then, um, uh, oh, I think it's, uh, Stephen Matthew Carter. He did the music for mm. it. We just kind of built it from there and it's a fun little short with a lot of angst, um, yeah, so that's the story behind that. I don't know if I the, did. I leave a question unanswered. No, or... that was um, it was so just. Like... Oh no, it was just all of it. You answered literally everything. Um, oh, good, good. It, the I made the ruins film is a great film, and I noticed I went back. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I went to Ricardo's um, production, or no, I went to his IG uh, mm-hmm. himself, and then I went to you know your production company of all of you and mm-hmm. i noticed that like the awards that in festivals these films have gotten in and mm-hmm. i must say congratulations Thank to you, you for i made the ruins and you know the team and as well um if ricardo does hear this you know congratulations <laughs> to him I'll send it to him. yeah like um i'm actually repping this shirt is from our short hummingbirds oh sweet yeah, it's coming out. Um, we just finished post production, so we're probably gonna. It's probably gonna come out sometime this year, and we're submitting into festivals now. So keep y'all's eyes out for it. I just did styling and makeup for that, but um, it's a really uh, it's a story about um. Uh, relationship and you know when your partner has a suicidal ideation and kind of like mm. the dynamics of that and um it's a queer relationship so there's um some explorative stuff there it's a really lovely kind of bittersweet short so if people like that stuff feel free to support us because with more audiences, more money to make more things. No, the films you all are making are like really good. The cinematography is good. The dancing yeah. is always great. The It's just like really good. I want to ask that, like I said, it wasn't in my notes, but how mm. does that come about? Because I think uh, for even Saints Bleed, there was like mm-hmm. behind the scenes uh, oh, yeah. video and <laughs> the crew is really small, but yeah. you would think there was like this huge like oh. huge hollywood crew behind these films so how does that come what, about yeah that's we laugh about that a lot um so it yeah like i said it's mainly just ricardo daisy and myself like obviously you know for saints we we had we were able to get like a sound person mm. um so but it really depends on the project like sometimes there's a couple more people in and out um but it uh to be honest 
Ricardo does most of it. He's he directs. He's a cinematographer. He edits. Wow. Um, and uh, Daisy and I help out with uh, you know pre production, um, and uh, kind of administrative tasks as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of we're all taking on a lot of hats in order to make it happen he's definitely taking on the most hats um and he just has a he's has he just has a really really good talented eye so it's um it's really good to work with him he like i learn a lot from watching others work as well just as an actor being able to be behind the scenes watching other actors go through a process and we also have um cheryl she's an intimacy Oh, I forget what the title is. If it's intimacy coordinator or intimacy director, it's different mm. for stage and film. But she's amazing as well. And um, so, you know, we've we've incorporated like kind of a process and slowly but surely, you know, we're trying to add more people into the roster um, because you do need more people. Like it's not sustainable for, for him to be holding so many hats and for, yeah. you know, it, it, we do... But when you can't pay people, you just kind of have to make up for it. So that just mm-hmm. kind of goes back to that. But but yeah, we I mean, at the very least, we produce really good work um, regardless of the resources. So you just got to keep holding on and then hope some big <laughs> producer looks at it and is like, oh, I'll help you guys out. Here's some money. And you can be like, yay, let's hire some people to do all this stuff. No, it's really inspiring. Um, so if anybody out there has money uh donate it <laughs> help Please. them out because the films are really Sponsor great us. <laughs> thank you yeah for sure um so if anyone the... needs an actor <laughs> hear me i'm no, for sure <laughs> so the last thing um i usually ask most of my guests if you could ask your 15 year old go back and ask oh. your 15 year old self uh something or tell your 15 year old self something what would you say oh that's such a good uh, um I would say 15 year old me was very worried about what the people around me thought of me so I would probably tell myself to focus on the shit that I want to do and not focus so much on those people because mm. I'm not going to know them in three years. They're all going to disappear from my life and I'm going to talk to very few of them ever again. And it's not really going to matter. So uh, I probably just give myself more confidence. Mm, And maybe, maybe I would tell myself to, um, I don't know, because it's hard to say that I did to not go to college because I did meet a lot of people there that I I would have regretted not meeting. Um, but God, it was so expensive. And, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I should have just taken some acting classes and gone from there. I don't know. It's hard to you, say. You're, talk, you're telling the truth. <laughs> you're telling the truth. <laughs> um, so where can people find you? Uh, where are some plugs? Plug everything. Plugs. That... All right. So I, I guess I've been plugging like boy films a lot. So uh, follow us on Instagram at boy films. And mm-hmm. we also have a website. Um, check us out. But uh, for my personals, um, my Instagram is at. Oh, gosh, I'm just going to spell it. It's S-A-R-I-C-S. 
don't judge me I made it when I was 12 and um it's yeah then all of my stuff is on there my Instagram I don't really have a TikTok or anything like that but my Facebook and my website are plugged into that and I have links to like all of the short films if anyone wants to see them they're all on my website as well so yeah I would say get your little butts to my Instagram and figure it out that's true (laughs) this has been great thank Um, you so much this has been so much fun yeah I've had fun I've enjoyed it um I hope people can take away something from this and you know take acting classes yes support you know filmmakers yeah support acting yeah um thank you yes (laughs) you say go art or do art do art oh do art yes do art um thank you sar thank you so much Thank you.